0: What is going on, everybody? Today, I'm pretty damn excited to share with you a podcast uh, that I was on. I've done this a couple of times now, but I was actually on a podcast called Habits of the Few with my buddy Mo. And Mo is a a great guy. He's actually currently in the Next 90 Mastermind. And so this is an excerpt of that podcast and where I get to just kind of let go and share my story. And get interviewed from somebody. So I hope you enjoy us. Go check out the Habits of the Few podcast. Go check them out on Instagram. It's M-O-N-A-B-O-U-L-S-I. Damn, that's a mouthful. At M-O-N-A-B-O-U-L-S-I. Go follow them. Listen to the Habits of the Few. And remember, it's the Habits of the Few that actually make the most in this great big world, enjoy this podcast three, two, one, here we go with Mo you become like the king of the shitheads and uh and I thought I was so cool, and I thought I like I was untouchable, but literally on the inside, I was insecure, I was uh vain, I was uh, riddled with anxiety and, and and fear because I I didn't know if this shit was gonna last and ultimately it didn't because as my businesses exploded, I imploded. And um and then my grandpa my grandfather passed away and that was like the first time that like reality hit me and it punched me in the face. And I saw a man who um was taking his last breath and was leaving this earth with like Nothing I mean, in fact, uh, he might have been leaving with debt, who knows he lived to he lived to be ninety one
1: yeah. um,
0: married to my grandmother for seventy years and uh around the table or i'm sorry around the bedside of when he was passing, there was four generations i'm I'm one of them um and he grew up an only child, but like as he was passing, he had six children, five of which were still alive uh he had ten grandchildren and like I mean, umpteen great-grandchildren, and they continue on, right? Like, they're continuing to be born, like, even as we speak. And I was like, shit. Like, this is legacy. If I die right now, I mean, I got some cool stuff. I got some cool stories. But, like, there will be zero trace of me on this earth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when, like, things, like sort of snapped into perspective i'd like to say i just had a complete 180 but it was more like kind of turning the titanic you know and we're just avoiding the uh the, the iceberg of bad decisions and so we start the. but i started to move i started to pivot i started i i was in a completely toxic relationship and i got out of that and i reconnected with an estranged girlfriend who eventually became my wife um Crazy. the mother my the mother of my children and you know kind of just switched the words of of profits and purpose because my my whole purpose in life was to make as much profit as possible, and when I got there, it was it was shallow and empty, and I just I, I didn't like who I saw in the mirror. And then I just transposed those words and I put my purpose like before my profits. And the crazy thing was, the profits started to come again. They started to come actually, not as fast, but they they became more meaningful. And so, I mean, kind of bumped along trying to figure shit out until I found Warrior. And then that's when everything like whoop, kind of came into a a singular focus for me. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Like it's all connected, you know, how I feel about myself and it's connected to the, the money I make. The money I make is connected to the certainty in, in my marriage, the certainty in my marriage is connected to how I feel about myself and how much money I make. And I mean, it was just like, I was like – I. I get it now. I, I, I didn't have a system for winning prior to that. And then once I found it, man, it was like, it was like pouring gas on like a, just a little, like a, an ember of legacy, you know, mm-hmm. this little smoldering thing. And I put gas and it just like, whoa. You nurtured it. I nurtured it. Yeah. And you know, over the course of three years, uh, three and a half years, I mean, it's multiple businesses now, coaching program, um, going on five years of marriage, uh, two beautiful children, and really just now feeling like I'm stepping into what i've been called to do
1: so would you say that your biggest shift in life is was it before warrior or was it when you discovered warrior
0: so it was the the first there there was a couple of shifts right um the first one I, was
1: your grandfather right
0: first one was my grandfather passing um the the second was watching my wife walk down. I mean, it like raises the hairs on my arms thinking about it. Watching my wife walk down the aisle. Like I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is real. This is not just me anymore. Cause for so long I was able to like burn my life to the ground and then mm-hmm. build it back up and then burn it back down. And <clears throat> you know, I couldn't do that anymore. And when my wife and I got back together, by the time we got back together, I mean, I had nothing. I had for $14 to my name and um, you know I remember a a specific conversation with her where um, I was down in Guatemala and I was building a call center down there and I wasn't making any money and we were burning through you know every bad last bit of savings that we we had and I was expecting a wire to come in from a customer and it didn't hit and (laughs) my wife calls me fucking crying right she's driving a Range Rover Sport that you know we could barely afford and she's like i didn't sign up for this and i'm like what do you mean she's like i didn't sign up for like you said things were going to be different you said you were fucking different and i felt so helpless and i was like oh shit like i can't do this like it's not it's not the nick long show anymore you know it's 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 bigger than that and so that was kind of like a shift her walking down the aisle was a shift um my daughter being born was like a major shift and then Becoming pregnant with, um, not me, but my wife becoming pregnant with our son was like like a really big shift. Cause I was like, I know how I can, I, I, I knew how to like love and raise on a girl. It was just like, just be loving and, and be strong and, and you know, be a man. But like bringing a, a, a boy into this world, I was like, fuck, I don't know how to be a man. Like how am I gonna teach him how to be a man when I very much feel like a a child myself, and I feel like a boy, I still feel like that scared seven year old. Uh, and so that was like, that was a sh- that was a shift knowing that I was gonna have a son. And the crazy part about having a son was, uh, my brothers. I have two brothers. Out of all my 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 uh, grandpa's uh, ten grandchildren, mm-hmm. we were the only three males that could carry on the last name. So if we don't, we don't have boys, our last name, Art, dies with us. Uh, and so my brother had a son. I was like, all right, we got one player on the field. And then when my son – when we were pregnant with my son, I was like, he is going to carry on that same legacy that I saw from my grandfather. And it's going to, like, went from my father to me and now to him. And I was like, shit. And so I was searching, man. I was like – I was joining all these entrepreneur groups, and I, I joined a um, – like a religious networking group and you know i i was getting good stuff from them but like didn't feel like i i had it all and then i'd say warrior was like that last crank of the dial that just like opened up the vault and opened up my eyes where i was like okay i'm around a group of men that like are just like me they're fucked up you know they they want to be better men they don't really have like you know the tools necessary to, to, to do so but they're willing to be open with each other and, and talk about, like, like not just making money, like, fuck that. i made enough money at that point And I was, I was miserable, you know um, it, but more about like, Hey, how do I be a good father and still manage my business and still stay in shape and still like have some greater purpose for what I do. And that was like the final crank. And then like it cracked wide open for me. And, you know, by the time I had got into warrior, I was, uh, I was probably 30, 40 pounds overweight, and that external weight was um, just a, a, an ounce of reflection of the internal weight that I was carrying, you know, from trying to be a good husband, from trying to be a good father, from trying to be a leader inside my company. And um, as I started to do the work every day, the, the, the physical weight came off of me, um, and the emotional weight came off of me as well.
1: Dude, like I'm resonating so much with your story right now, it's honestly making me emotional. Yeah. That's, uh, I appreciate the authenticity. Shit.
0: <laughs> and I, One of the things I found is just like, being being myself has been, been so freeing, right? Like, mm-hmm. being able to tell people I don't have it all figured out, being able to tell people like, I still think my businesses are going out of business tomorrow, you know, but I, I get up every day and I just fucking go to work and I train my mind and I train my body and I, I write shit down and I, I, I have a podcast where I just, you know, spill my guts to the world and like the more I own myself, like the less anybody else owns me and the less anybody else owns me, the, the more free I truly am, like across all all spectrums
1: i agree 100 it's it's incredibly freeing when you're honest with yourself because you can you know people say you know like oh well you can you can lie to everybody else but if if you're lying to yourself really you're doing the most damage and Mm -hmm. i never really truly believed that because i felt that i was always honest with people but i was relaying a message that i had conjured up in my mind that was fallacy it wasn't truth it wasn't my truth Mm It wasn't until I realized that shit like there's a lot of fucked up shit with me right now And I need to figure that shit out. I have a lot of people to depend on you know, that kind of thing so what you take me through like, uh, some some of your rituals some of your habits what what's like you said You get up you write shit down, but what what are the consistent things that you do? I know you're in the warriors way So I understand a little bit about the bodybuilding balance of business. Yeah, but what uh, what's kind of some of your your routines that you go through? so
0: I mean, uh Yeah, basically, I practice the thing called the core four, which Mm -hmm. is uh, body being balanced business. So basically, it's it's a way to gamify your life, right? So I mean, as entrepreneurs, uh, alpha males, uh, whatever you want to label us as, um, Mm -hmm. we like to know that we can win, right? We want to know that like, if, if I'm like, hey, do this, 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 and it'll, it's going to be, it's going to translate to a million dollars. We're like, well, what if I do it 10 times as hard? Will it be 10, 10 million? And so, you know, the core four is like a, a daily formula to just win at life, to win the day. So, uh, typically my day starts off early. I don't, I don't have like an, an alarm, uh, so to say, um, my internal alarm kind of goes off between four forty-five and most times closer to like five 30, um, so I get up and then the first thing I do is, is like wake up the physical body, right? It's like, it's like turning over a car that's been kind of sitting there in the barn or sitting in the snow. You, you just, you got to turn on the engine. Like this is the vessel, the vehicle that, that takes us through life. So, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be crazy. Like some days, man, I just go for a walk. I just walk or a hike. I like to hike. I like elevation. So I go, you know, two, three miles and I just get the heart rate going. Typically when I'm doing it, I throw in the, uh, Throwing the earbuds, and I, I, I listen to a lot of guys that um, that I, I like and I aspire not to be, but to emulate. Because um, I feel if you're aspiring to be anything other than yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. But if you want to emulate people, that's way different. It means you're taking some of their characters, their habits, their traits, and instilling them in your own way. So I listen, to, I, I go to YouTube and I type in motivational speech. And it's cool because they got like music and like these compilations. Like you might get a quote from Rocky. You mm-hmm. might get one from Gladiator. Then you're getting Les Brown. You're getting Brendan Bouchard. You're getting all these different people.
1: It just amps you up.
0: Oh, dude. And I'm just like, woo! Mm-hmm. I'm like just, mm-hmm, you know, pounding on the chest. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I just, I feel good. And yeah. so when my when my dopamine's going and the endorphins are firing, like I just feel good. And so I, I hit the body. And, the, and basically, it's it's four, four possible points in a day, like your physical fitness, your overall spirituality, your relationships, and then your actual business making money. And it's very easy to track. Like, did you do these four things to get your, it's actually eight things because it's a half a point each, but did you do these eight half point things to get four points total? Yes or no. And it's very easy to, you know, to track. In fact, I created this little, this little journal where it's like, did you do the work? Oh, I like
1: that. That's dope.
0: Yeah did you do the uh called the the war map because we're not living in like a worn torn country we're living in a worn torn mind like our mind is our worst fucking enemy or our greatest asset so i wake up the body i i do green juice green smoothies you know suja whatever it will greens just get like lubricate the body and get it going so fitness and fuel would be one point uh then you then i move into being which is like you know how, how you feel about yourself, your overall well-being. And um, meditation is huge. So uh, I you'll usually spend 10 to 20 minutes meditating. Um, a lot of the meditation I personally like is affirmations because I, it helps kind of like kill that, that negative top track. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones I use all the time is I am powerful. I am profitable. I am persistent. I will not let my family down. I will not let my employees down. I will not let me down. And I just repeat that over and over again because there's so many days more where I just don't I don't fucking feel powerful, profitable, or persistent. And so I if I but if I can train a muscle, my brain is a muscle, I can train that as well. And then I spend time like writing shit down, like just journaling, like how I feel. Uh things i'm going to accomplish in in the year in the month in the in the day and then i try to i try to have like three things i'm grateful for and i try to rotate them like it's yeah. easy i'm like i'm grateful for my wife i'm grateful for my son i'm grateful for my daughter sure. but that that becomes habitual after a while doesn't really serve me so i'll be very specific you know like today i was i was i was very grateful uh, to be the first one in line at starbucks and yeah and to not have to waste time, you know, waiting for my coffee and just be like, hey, this is a cool moment. And just having gratitude for something small allows me to be grateful for the things uh, that are bigger in my life, like my wife and my kids. So journaling and meditating. So now you're at two points for the day, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got a total of four things. You're at two total points. And then this is one of the, the easiest ones to forget, but probably one of the most powerful ones is is called the daily deposit and uh that's for my wife and my kids and that's just letting them know like i love honor and appreciate them in some form or fashion uh i send my wife text messages sometimes they're very sexual in nature uh you know to try to set up you know yeah to try to set up the homecoming for for later yeah, on that yeah. that yeah. night uh sometimes they're playful uh sometimes they're fucking blunt and i'm angry um but they're they're filled with love like hey you know i just want to let you know like I'm really hurt by X, Y, and Z. Um, My desire in life is to have a better relationship with you. So, and I love you so much. You know, I, I hope that we can work through this thing. But every day I, I, I put this, this deposit in the bank, you know, because like right now I bank with Chase, I can only go into Chase and withdraw as much money as I put in. Now, if it's, if it's like compounding, maybe there's a little bit more than I put in, but Conversely, if I write a bad fucking check and I overdraw that account, eventually that account is going to be shut and they're going to charge me fees and then my life will become much more complicated. Love is the same way. I can't go to my wife and expect more love than I've, I've, I've put in. Uh, I can overdraw that account and guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get fucking served some papers called divorce papers, you know, um, and there's days where I need to take a withdrawal, and there's days where she needs to withdraw from, from me. And so these daily deposits over time, they 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 really add up. And you know, it was so stupid because it's I mean, we got this this device called a cell phone. It takes all of three minutes to like send a text message, send a voice note, do a little video, but we don't do it. And we just think, oh, you know, later or I'll I'll come home and 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 I'll handle it then. It's like we don't know if we're coming home you know, like, we don't know if we're coming back home. And like, I don't want to leave anything up to speculation. And so, uh, so a point a half point each for the wife and the kids, my kids are, are young, they're four, and they're three. And so one of my targets every day is to make them laugh, you know, like, just to make them like genuine belly laugh. And like, it's impossible to feel anxious and fearful when your fucking four year old daughter is giggling and jumping on you or your son is, you know, like laughing so hard he farts, you know, it's just like, it's it's impossible. It, it's impossible. But I, I could carry in, like, I have payroll tomorrow, you know, my payroll, okay. my, my my payroll tomorrow is going to be $297,000 for a two week period. You know, that shit is fucking heavy. You know, you look at, wow, that's my payroll. You look at what you have in the bank, you're like, a couple Couple of bad months and we're we're done. I'm back to that fourteen dollar guy, you know. But when I sit there and I make my children laugh and I I deposit it to my wife and I know that that portion of my life is buttoned up, I can create some capacity and space to handle those type of problems and issues. Amen to that. So you know now you're sitting at three points. You've done fitness, fuel, meditation, and memoirs, uh, partner in prosterity, poster- uh, and then now it's about making some fucking money. So imagine. You know imagine that that business is like a is a boat right and we all we all want this 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 money boat to like catch wind and and sail and you know and eventually grow into a bigger boat and a bigger boat and then you got your physical body you got your being you got your balance and those are all trailing behind the boat Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and and they can they can be accelerators they can be anchors you know that hold that boat down and and one of them's got to be a rudder right one of them's got to steer the ship And so now that I've gotten all three of those things firing, I can then go and make some money. I can then go and like focus on what I need to do to move the fucking needle because money matters. It creates, it creates experiences. It creates, you know, moments like taking my children for four days to the North pole experience. And like this shit is expensive and being able to be there and not worry about like looking at every tab and how much is this going to cost? Because the, the end result is it's priceless, right? I would put any price tag on on my children being being happy. And so much like your your physical body's a muscle, your brain's a muscle, like your business needs to be worked worked out. So I'm a marketer, right? And so I, I keep books like ugh, I keep books like this all the time. You know, experts, expert secrets, I have dot-com secrets, I have persuasion. And I, and I study, I study it what it is that I want to do. You know, uh, I'm, I'm really starting to look at, you know, this public speaking career and coaching. So right now I'm studying guys like Tony Robbins. I'm studying guys like Les Brown and Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and the guys who came before me. And then part of being a good student is to actually teach it. So then I'll, I'll share it in a podcast. I'll, I'll share it with my teammates uh, inside of my company and like, you, you start to develop these reps. And so you get a, a point, a half a point for studying a half a point for actually declaring it and teaching it. So within the first hour, 45 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes of my day, I've I've weaponized my body. Hmm. I've weaponized my mind. I've weaponized my marriage and, and, and family. And I've, I've, I'm prepped to go to fucking war. I've killed the war here and I'm ready to go to war. I'm ready to go to war with the economy. I'm ready to go to war with employees. I'm ready to go to war with competitors. I'm ready to go to war with whatever life will throw at me. And it's a hell of a lot better than like dragging my ass out of bed, being like, oh, God, you know, where's my coffee? Ah, back on the grind. <laughs> you know,
1: the, the rat race. Yeah, I
0: got a case on the Mondays, you know. And so that's it. And then every week, like, how many points did you get? Did you get. 22, did you get 25, did you get 28, and it's real easy to see in a very linear fashion of like, oh wow, no wonder I had a fucked up week. Like, I only got 18 out of 28 points. In in school, you would have they would have failed you for that. Mm-hmm. In life, <laughs> you know, we don't have that measuring stick anymore, but we are ultimately failing. We're failing our families. We're failing ourselves. We're failing our employees. We're failing everybody by not. Continuing to be a student of
1: life seems very binary. It is or it isn't.
0: Right? It's 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 like I I I wanted I wanted it to be more complicated. Like my my mind my you know my alpha spirit like was like no way can't be this simple. Are you kidding me? Like I need to get up to bat and hit a home run and. Mm -hmm. You know, like people people don't know that Babe Ruth actually has more strikeouts than he ever have home runs. And it's because he's swinging for the fucking fences every time. He either struck out or you got a home run. There was like no in-between. Maybe he got lucky every once in a while at a single. But I'm like, fuck, man, I'd rather hit a single all day long, get on base. It's way more fun. It's way more palatable. And this is a formula to do it. And then at the end of the week, um, at the end of the week, do something called the General's Tent. So you can see it here in the book, the General's Tent. Mm-hmm. You tally up your score. What did you get? What worked in your body or being your balanced business? What do you want to improve on for for next week? And what's the one thing that you're going to do in your business that's going to actually move the the needle forward? And I mean, it's crazy because it doesn't sound sexy, right? And then all of a sudden you look back and I look back over the last three years. My businesses have done over $100 million. uh, total. Thanks, man. Uh, I've been able to keep off that 30 plus pounds for, for three years, marriage, um, uh, celebrate five years, uh, on New Year's Eve. And, you know, my That's wife, awesome. and, thank you. My wife and I are more connected now than we have ever been. Um, you know, I've, I've now launched a successful podcast, a successful coaching program, like it, and it just like, you don't appreciate it because you just have your head down kind of going, going through life. And then all of a sudden you look up, you're like, Oh fuck, it works, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, even today, I was over at. Um, I'm in my my next 90 uh, production office, but I have an office. We got, I don't know, 200 employees there, and um, and we were doing this Christmas thing, and uh, it was called like the Toy Grant, or they had a they had a clever name for it. And I I I, I was having like an out of body experience, and I was like seeing the sea of people, most of which I don't know anymore. Right? I used to know everybody, I used to know their name and their story and their whole thing, but we've just grown so much. And, like, they were literally changing people's lives by giving them toys for their children and gift certificates and paid days off and, like, rewind the clock. I mean, we had, like, our Christmas budget was, like, $300, you know, in in, in 2013. Like, we, we could barely, I mean, and we did what we could, right? Right. And now we're spending thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. And directly making an impact in these people's lives and it was literally done practicing these daily habits day in and day out for the past you know three and a half years
1: and it's going to come back 10 times i agree i agree
0: i and i
1: i which will enable you to keep doing it
0: 100 percent. it's like this law of reciprocity right the more you kind of push away the more ultimately comes back to you right yeah
1: it's it's powerful this has been one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> <Likewise>. <laughs> oh man, good times. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. From a business standpoint, what's, I understand the full spectrum, body being, balance, and business very, very much because I actually do it. I love that journal, by the way. I oh, use the man. app, yeah. but something about, so like I have, I have like these journals everywhere. I have just yeah. where I write stuff and then, yeah. This is like my twenty-fifth five-minute journal. It's a gratitude journal by oh, nice. that that I use. Yeah, I have that too. I don't know where that is. <laughs> this is a great book too. Yes, man. But um, so I'm al- I'm like you. I'm always journaling or writing sh- stuff down. <clears throat> Something about pen and paper. <clears throat> That does something for me and like my mind, something triggers. Versus typing something on your phone and look, I don't know what it is. I'm well, sure. That's they, they, like- they,
0: no, they say it's actually like it's it's been proven scientifically that like this like the the physical act of writing it actually like kind of like if you can imagine like you have a little pen inside your head that's it's almost mirroring the pen that's going down to the, to the paper.
1: Interesting.
0: And and, and it, it really goes back to like, you know, beyond biblical days and uh, hieroglyphics Grif- and all this kind of stuff. It's the mm. way we've been, you know, evolutionary evolutionary evolved as we've always written down. And so, you know, typing with your thumbs and, and into a digital component, it's just not natural. So like I have access to the software as well, but I, I love this because this is so easy. It's It's so easy to look back and, can see and write notes and draw pictures and you know all that kind of stuff the simplicity of it I know actually makes it work if that makes sense
1: I know there's that new I think even Garrett posted it yesterday on Instagram uh I can't remember the name but some new piece of technology like a digital pen
0: oh yeah you know what I'm uh, talking about readable or uh something
1: yeah, like that. yeah yeah something like that so i those kinds of things i'm curious because they also mimic
0: that would probably be more powerful than it, you know typing, than typing but
1: i still yeah. think the just old school pen and paper is the very best like yeah yeah
0: you know, you know i i watched um i watched a special about uh george bush senior and he was a prolific writer and and he would write I mean, he'd write old school letters to, you know, heads of state and all this kind of stuff. And he wouldn't do it like on a typewriter. He would physically write it. And they're interviewing these people and just saying how impactful that that was. And then he had it all like documented. It was, it was, it was fascinating, you know? And uh, it challenged me to like actually do more of like the hand addressed notes to my wife and to clients and to, to all that
1: kind of stuff. Yeah. To- who writes letters anymore?
0: Uh, I mean, my shit looks like a, you know, it looks like Egyptian hieroglyphics because it's so bad, <laughs> but I know
1: <laughs> it's the, Hey, at least you're trying You're yeah. doing something. You're doing something different. Exactly, man. What, what would be, um, to kind of conclude the, the podcast, what would be advice for somebody that's just getting started? Um, because most of the time, most of the people that are listening that my audience, they're, they're either entrepreneurs or they're entrepreneurs. Got it. And they're wanting to, so what would be, what would be some advice that you can give someone that's just starting out, like what us, you know, uh, the warrior warrior's way aside from your perspective, what sure. can they do to get started? Like what, what, what would be like tip number one, two, and three that can help them set up some form of routine in order to achieve that progression, the progression success versus, or the progressive success versus that I need to strike a home run every single time.
0: Yeah. I would say one is just decide like decide and declare, like decide what it is that you stand for, decide what it is that you want in your life. Get fucking radically clear on what it is that you want. Like I'm talking specific as it gets, dollar amounts, like all that kind of stuff. Decide what that looks like and then declare it. Like start talking about it. Like start telling everybody like, oh yeah, I work at a pizza place right now, man, but wait, you should see I want to run a $40 million year company, you know? And it's going to look like this, this, and this. I think once you decide and you and you put it out there, the, the, the universe has a way of kind of magically opening up. You know, I tell everybody right now, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm building one of the biggest technology companies in the country. They're like, dude, you sell fucking leads. I'm like, I know. but wait, till, <laughs> wait But wait till you see where we're going with this, you know? And it just kind of puts me into that framework of like, this is where I'm going. This is where I am, but this is where I'm going. And I think sometimes people just get, they get so overwhelmed with where they're at that they let it prevent them from where they want to go. And if they just decide like, this is, this is temporary. Like this is a stopping point in my journey along the way. That is where I'm going. What will happen is like habitually, like you will start to change your patterns because you're, 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 the way you're acting will be out of alignment with what you just decided and declared and your, your, your brain can't handle that. And it, it, it starts, you know, you'll start waking up earlier. You'll start talking differently. You'll start doing just some, a few things differently. And that's going to start to put you on the, uh, on the path. Indecision is the worst fucking decision.
1: That's, that's fucking dope. Indecision is the worst decision. Right.
0: I'd rather make a wrong decision because at least I have the data to course to course correct. If I sit there and I'm just like mentally masturbating, all I'm going to do is be stuck in the muck in the same spot, and then that's where like guilt and shame and anxiety and fear and doubt and blah 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 and all those things that just like anchors. Or at least if I go and I, I, I veer left, I'm like, oh, that was a wall. Well, I know left's not right anymore. So guess what that means? Right is more, so I just, I go that way, and I decide that, like, I'm just going to do it. Like, when I launch my podcast, I just decide I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. On what? Well, I think it's going to be about this. How are you going to do it? I don't know, but it's going to fucking go, and we're going to get hundreds of thousands of downloads, and here we are, 120 episodes later, 250,000 plus uh, downloads, and i just been consistent, and because I decided, because I declared, I started doing it, and I sucked at first. Mm-hmm. I sucked at first, and I'd suck a little bit less today. And a year from now, like I might actually be pretty decent
1: at it. <laughs> You're doing pretty good. <laughs> Who would you say has impacted you the most in your life? Anyway, man, you know,
0: I would say in in, in the recent years, it's been been Garrett, uh, uh, Garrett J. White, just to be able, like, just to be able to watch this man. You know, like I tell the story all the time, but. <clears throat> to watch him, he gave me the tools, right? He gave me all the body being balanced business stuff. And then the difference between him and I is like, I would stop, I would do it, and then I would fucking take a little break from it, and I would do it, and I'd take a little break from it, and so on and so forth. And he did it like consistently every day, seven days a week. Tack, 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 tack. This guy was just like chopping wood. And like, I mean, I grew, but he was like, I mean, rocket ship growth. And so that alone was worth the investment because I saw like what happens when you just continue to put yourself out there and do the work. I'd say prior to Garrett, it was my grandfather's. Um, those those men like really, really influenced me. My one grandpa, the one that passed away that I was telling you about in the beginning, he's like, Nick, I don't care if you're a ditch digger, like you, you're literally digging ditches. He's like, you dig faster, wider, more than any other ditch digger next to you. Eventually your hands aren't gonna fucking bleed anymore. Cause they're going to promote you and you're going to be teaching men how you dug those ditches. And eventually you might have your own ditch digging company. He's like, just fucking dig, just dig and out be willing to out dig the next man. You know, my grandfather was not college educated. My father was not college educated, um, but they all did very well in life with this sort of ditch digging mentality. So I think when, when I, I got that and I married it up to like how to put everything into a singular focus, it was like rocket fuel
1: that's awesome yeah you know gary j white is one of those guys that really brings out my inner bitch <laughs> and
0: just makes me
1: look myself in the mirror and be like god you need to just stop acting like a bitch, well and,
0: and it's true but it, it, like, that's the whole beauty of it right right is this is this mere this mere reflection concept of where like you see another man you're like I, that's fucking possible, you know, that's, that's possible. Like, and for me, you know, it was pretty powerful at WarriorCon three to be able to speak in front of 1200 fucking men. It was like, shit. And that was a defining moment for me. Like I've done the work and now what is possible? Like, who could I become in another three years from now? And, you know, watching him just like every day, this guy, like, this guy is religious. I'd be lying to you if I told you I hit a 28 out of 28 all the time. Like, I don't, you know, like I miss something and some days I I don't do shit, Uh, but he's fucking religious. And then, you know, now, like (laughs) he went from, you know, like leasing a house in a very small office to buying this beautiful $10 million house, Lamborghini, Bentley SUV, G-Wagon, AMG 65, whatever the fuck it is. Like, and I'm going to his house. I have to be let into his gate, you know, to sit in his jacuzzi to to go surf on his beach. And we had the same amount of time. We had the same amount of tools. We had the same amount of, you know, everything. The difference is this motherfucker just got up and hit a single every single day, and I did it. And for that, he is deservant of everything that he has. Now, I did it most days. And so when, I, when, when people look at my life compared to their own, there's probably a piece of them that the inner bitch comes out because of me. But I also know that there's a lot more capacity than I'm giving right now, and crazier destinations
1: i can go at least you recognize that though yeah you're you're aware of it yeah you want to achieve that which is great because a lot of people sometimes don't even acknowledge that
0: well and i think i I, sometimes i get i get pissed like walking around the mall or you know like different places because i want to go shake people like dude you only get one fucking shot at this like what are you doing like what are you doing you know, I just have my buddy Gary in here uh, on, as a guest on my podcast. The guy, uh, A year ago, uh, to, on Saturday, uh, one year ago to Saturday, he found out he had stage four colon and rectal cancer. The guy was overweight. He was drinking two bottles of wine. He was smoking a pack of cigarettes every night, fucking just miserable, lying to his wife. And it literally took cancer for this guy to wake the fuck up. And like he, you ask him right now, cancer is the best thing that ever happened to him. And I argue with anybody that we all have cancer in some form or fashion, like in our mind, in our soul, you know, and some of us in our physical body. And I wish that upon no one. But we can't control how we fight that cancer every day. And just these daily disciplines, these daily habits, are your, your habits and your disciplines dictate the outcome of your life, period. Like you are where you are right now because of your beliefs, your habits, and your disciplines, the end. Like the money you have, the way you look, the relationships you have, all of that shit ties down to your beliefs which drive your daily disciplines which drive your habits which drive your results.
1: Amen to that, brother.
0: Yeah. And I just I just I just fucking want to have better habits every single day. You and I both.
1: I'm with you on that. <laughs> what would you say is your most favorite quote of all time? Something that's uh, stuck with you.
0: Man, my most favorite quote of all time. Um I mean, I have a lot of them. I I, I would just say, like, it, it's it's more of a just a singular word, and that word that word is legacy, because for to me the word legacy kind of encompasses all quotes, right? It's it's, right. it's, it's like, you look at these quotes and you're like, that's legacy. You look at that quote, you're like, that's legacy. And so this singular word of of legacy has really resonated with me, um, and. It started back when 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 my grandfather died, and it's just been compounding, you know, ever since. And um, you know, I, I I say a lot of different things, but um, a, a quote to go along with a legacy is that the greatest scripture ever written and read is from our, from like our own pen. And I, I truly believe that, like the stuff I write down, manifests in my life. Uh, which manifests in my to my legacy, and so, I mean, I love that. I love that quote, and I think more people, the more people like become intentional and write shit down, the more they will ultimately get from their life.
1: You'd be surprised how powerful it is. People neglect the because they think that you know positivity, like thinking positive, is woo woo nonsense, right? Exactly. When yeah, am,
0: in real life, it's it's you. Like I said, if you, you you're affirming.
1: That, you're declaring. Yeah.
0: You you declare that shit, it becomes pretty powerful. Okay, yeah, it's it's um it's great. But like that singular word, when I look at it, I'm like my kids' legacy, my wife' legacy, my company' legacy. Like what you and I are doing right now, right now, is legacy. Like this will live on in infamy. This gets published. There's who knows who knows who hears this. Who knows whose life is impacted by this conversation that you and I decided to have. No one forced us to do this, and this is legacy. And so when you start coming at it from that framework, I mean, you start operating in a, in, a, in a different way and shit just starts lining up.
1: Can I just add, I reach out to a lot of people that I find to be influencers in their own right, in their own industry. Yeah. I, I've, I feel like I, I've always had a pretty good gut feeling about people. Bro, when I reached out to you, I, I could sense... The the positive emotion and the excitement and the engagement in your words. That's crazy. And I've never met you before in my life.
0: I know, right? And, I, and likewise, I mean, I was like, hey, I'm I'm in. Like I, I'm in, man. You you know, I know I i sometimes <laughs> I'm bad at responding because I have a team that like spams everybody's direct messages. No, I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> So sometimes it got pushed way down, but I was like, I I I I I'll I'll talk about this all fucking day long.
1: You yeah. Know? Because it's, you know, it's who I've become. And I and I, and I really, really appreciate it. I hope this is the first of many.
0: Oh, yeah, I hope so as well, man. And I, I appreciate you uh, you having me and reaching out.
1: Yeah, I'll be promoting the crap out of this. So it'll and be fine. Likewise, fun.
0: I, got the, I got the camera on over here. Like, yep. I, can you send me the link to this recording too?
1: Yeah, you got it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Right on. Absolutely, brother. All right, man. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your holiday. And yeah. uh,
0: Merry Christmas. You too, brother. Take care, man. Bye-bye. See ya.